Hello, this is Father Mike Walker of Father Mike's Podcast, Father Mike's Bible Study Podcast, and the Catholic Combine, the pastor of St. Cecilia Catholic Church in Beaverton, Oregon. If you would like more information about the parish or the podcast, please feel free to email me at frmikewalker at gmail.com. And now, today's podcast. I've mentioned this before, but my grandparents lived on a boat in Oceanside, California, and we as the grandkids used to go down and spend a month or so in the summertime on the boat. And because it was in the harbor, we got to do a lot of things in the ocean. That would include deep sea fishing, snorkeling, diving, swimming, boating, sailing, um, surfing, boogie boarding. Anyway, for us, uh, when we had the chance for all the cousins to come together and just have a great time on the boat and in the water and at the beach, uh, it became something that was a really a fun memory that to this day I consider myself a, a very lucky kid to be able to have experienced all those things. And uh, I hear that there's a bit of a difference when it comes to the ocean for people who live in Southern California and people who live in Oregon. And I found this out actually when I moved to Coos Bay. Uh, because it was my first assignment as a pastor was, was Coos Bay. So the first thing I did is I went and got a wetsuit and I got a surfboard and all of a sudden the parishioners were freaking out. It's like father's lost his mind. He's going to go in the ocean. And uh, you know, there are sharks in the ocean and, and it's rough in the ocean. And Anyway, um, I, just, I just assured them that I actually wasn't going to do something stupid. And anyway, I enjoyed the time I was in Coos Bay because even though the water is colder, uh, there are plenty of things to do in the ocean when you have good weather. Well, there was one day that we had decided we were going to go deep sea fishing, and so Father Carl, who was the priest at the neighboring parish, and a seminarian who was with us, me and about 50 other people, went on this big boat, and we're out in the, the water just beyond the land where you could just barely see the land, and it was storming pretty well. I mean, the boat was rocking to the point where there was no regular pattern. And you know how you get your sea legs, you just kind of move with the waves. Well, it was getting hard to figure out which way the waves were coming. And then when the waves would hit the boat, they were just crashing against the boat. And you could hear the wood in the boat creaking as the waves were crashing. And I would say at least two-thirds of the boat were just throwing up over the, over the, the rail. And I look over, and there's the first mate. I think that's what they would call him. And anyway, he's got a cigarette in one hand, and he's wearing these, these uh, waders, and he's just kind of wandering around like this, and then grabbing people's poles and baiting the hooks and then throwing them in the water. He wasn't concerned in the least. So I figured, well, if he's not worried about it, then maybe I don't need to worry about it either. Uh, I wasn't one of the ones throwing up, so I got to go fishing. And so I caught so many fish on that trip, uh, as opposed to everyone else who spent the rest of the time just kind of over the the bank of the boat there. You know, but, but there is something to be said about a healthy respect for nature, you know, and especially my parents and my grandparents used to say, you, you have to have a respect for the water. And, and that's true. So we hear these stories like the storms coming up in the Sea of Galilee and Jesus on the boat and the disciples being afraid. And we're thinking like, it's not that big of a lake. I mean, the Sea of Galilee is not huge. Um, you wouldn't think that they would be that fearful. We know, for example, that Peter could swim uh, because after the resurrection, he jumped in the water and swam to shore where Jesus was. Uh, so there was something more going on than just mere nature. 
for, for the mind of the ancients, they had this image that, that underneath the water where, where, where all the demons and stuff dwelled, and so anytime things got really stirred up, it wasn't just a physical thing, it was also a spiritual thing. And this explains a little bit, by the way, about Jesus walking on the water, showing that, that nothing had power over him, that, that he was, he was all-powerful, even above the, the spirits under the water, the nature itself, and, and he, was, he was in control. And they would have recognized this. You know, but there was the, the material forces of nature, there, was the, there were the spiritual forces that were around the disciples, even though they were in a big boat, this boat was about 40 foot long, uh, it had four oars, it had a sail, the, the standard fishing boats in that, si in that time were bigger than we typically imagine. Uh, nevertheless, they were terrified when they thought they saw Jesus walking on water because they didn't know if it was him or if it was a ghost. Now, I was thinking about this maybe in, in a little bit of a different context as well because uh, there are those times in our lives where we feel like we're at the mercy of nature. You know, it's like, like maybe we're in a situation where, like when I was out in that boat, uh, I knew that if the boat went down, there's no way I could survive in 45-degree water for, for long, so I was at the mercy of the weather. Sometimes we feel like we're at the mercy of, of the random demons or things that might be around us, and, and once again, you know, that is a fear that, that many people have. Um, or people might feel that they're at the mercy of whatever uh, politician comes into office, and so they, they really get agitated when, they, when their particular politician doesn't win or when someone else comes in that they're unsure of, as if it's at the mercy of the politician or at the mercy of the demons or the mercy of nature. And there are actually responses to this when it comes to a, a pseudo-religious practice. Uh, for some people, they just figure that, you know, well, my religion is my politics, and so they just put their entire life into trying to uh, assure themselves of some sort of safety by, by trying to advocate for their political uh, person. Or some people, they might think that, you know, well, I'm at the mercy of nature, and so their pseudo-religion would either be materialism or atheism, or it could even be witchcraft, where they think they could control nature by casting spells. Some that think they're at the mercy of, you know, arbitrary demons and, and, and angels and things, well, they become like the New Age or the animists that think that uh, they actually can control their situation by just placating the gods or the spirits. But we're at the mercy of something greater than that. We're at the mercy of God himself, God who created us, who created all things, who loves us, and is all-powerful. So we should not be superstitious. We should not be at the mercy of anything else than God himself. Now, it seems that Peter kind of figured this out early because when, when he thought it was Jesus, he, he yells out, Lord, if that's you, call me out on the water. Now, I don't know about you guys. I would have come up with a different test. It's like, if that's you, just, just let me know, you know, but... But for me to have to walk out on the water after him, I think that was, you know, that was pretty, what you would call a good leap of faith, that Peter was willing to put himself out there as well. And then it seemed like he was doing really well. He was actually walking on water. But similar to those, those old cartoons like Wile E. Coyote when he walks off a cliff and then he realizes he's, he's looking down and realizes he's no longer on land and then he falls, it seems like that's kind of the case that, wait a minute, I'm not supposed to be doing this. 
you know, I'm on water and, and there's a storm and there's wind and, you know, and, and when he overthought it, then he started to sink. But to Peter's credit, he knew where to look when he needed his salvation. And so, you know, Lord, save me. And of course, notice the word, immediately Jesus reached out and grabbed him. But then Jesus' response, I think we can look at it almost, almost as if it's critical. You know, oh, you have little faith, like he's condemning him. Oh, you have little faith. You know, but it wasn't like that. It was like, oh, you almost had it, Peter. You know, you're, 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 you're young in this. You know, we've only just begun. They didn't know everything there was to know about Jesus. And, and, and he, he was doing it. It's kind of like when you have a, a kid who's kind of learning something the first time and he's starting to get it, and then all of a sudden he, he, he kind of loses his, his edge or loses his nerve. And you're like, oh, you almost had it. So I, I kind of imagine it was more like that, that Jesus was recognizing Peter for what he did do and just saying, oh, you're so close. You know, well, to a certain degree, I think that's us as well, that we can learn from Peter. So the first thing we can learn is that we have to keep our attention, our eyes fixed on the Lord. Uh, I remember a, a friend of mine, now Father Lewis, goes, what does that even mean? You know, keep your eyes fixed on the Lord. What, am I supposed to put a picture in front of me or something? You know, and it's like, well, a little more than that. You know, the, the idea there is that, that we really do understand that God is the Lord of all, that He is in charge. We are at His mercy, but His love and mercy, it's not just arbitrary. And because of that, as long as we live in His ways and ask for His help and live as a disciple, as a child of God, live within his grace, then we don't need to be afraid. There are multiple times that God says in the scripture, do not be afraid. It's kind of a, a bit of a legend that they say 360 times in the Bible it says, do not be afraid. One for every day of the week or one every day of the year. Yeah, every day of the year. So we, we've, we've got this and it's more or less true that there are at least 365 different times that that God says, do not be afraid. And so there's a lesson in that. We do not need to be afraid. We're not at the mercy of anything else other than our Lord. And we know how his mercy works. In addition to this, that we don't want to get lazy. And, and what I mean is, I don't know if you ever heard this before, but like, well, I don't walk on water. If you ever heard that. Or someone will say something like, I'm only human. Well, yes, we don't normally walk on water, and we are human. But I think what, what is meant oftentimes is it's kind of like a cop-out. It's like, I don't need to try. I don't need to ask God to come into my life and change things in my life. I don't need to give myself over to Him because I'm just going to say that I'm a sinner, it's hopeless, and give up. But that's not what God calls us to. He calls us to be the best version of ourselves. He calls us to be who He truly created us to be. Church is like a hospital. It's to kind of help us to move in that right direction, knowing that we mess up all the time. And we do mess up all the time. And I mess up all the time. It's kind of the way it is. And so what do we do in those moments? We call out to Jesus, and we reach out to him, and we say, Lord, save me. And being the God that he is, he continually saves us and continues to help us and give us the strength that we need, even if we don't have that strength. So I'm going to finish, actually, by a, a short quote from St. Augustine. And I like it because it's one of the few times that St. Augustine actually wrote something that was quick and to the point. I don't know if you ever read his stuff. It kind of goes on a little way. But anyway, you'll like this one. 
If you love God, you will have the power to walk upon the waters, and all the world's swell and turmoil will remain beneath your feet. If you love the world, it will engulf you. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. May God bless you and be with you as you live out your faith and serve the Lord this week.